on a Thursday, man. Let's go. We're back, baby. It's Thursday, and we are ready to get after it in the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Do you have fun? I mean, do you have more fun anywhere else doing anything else? Can you think of a better way to start your day? Probably not, number one is. But I am glad that you are back in the saddle today because three days in a row, (laughs) I'm exhausted. And people don't know, you know, people, we just show up and do the show. People don't know who's writing the content or, you know, I think we know that what the cadence is, but you've had to carry it on Tuesday. You have Mondays and Wednesdays. So that made it three days in a row. It's tough for you. It's, uh, you know, the prep work that goes into it is all worth it. But nobody knows what happens behind the door, you know, so. Especially when you end up with, like, a national day like Donald Duck Day. Like, you don't have a lot to pull on there. That that accounts for one minute of content. (laughs) (laughs) Of a 20-minute show. So figure out the next 19 minutes that you're going to fill. Good morning, Chaz. Welcome to the show. It's always good to see my brother in here. Um, good, good stuff, man. Good Lindsay. morning to Ryan Coleman as well. Ryan put out a great post yesterday about the TCC masterclass with, um, with Brandon Steiner, who obviously is a friend of yours, yep. but it seemed to be a great class. I wasn't able to make it to see it, but it appeared to be some great lessons dropped, which I don't think is a surprise to anybody, but a uh, great post yesterday, Ryan. Awesome. Yeah, stuff. Awesome Brandon job. has actually done my podcast a couple of times. I've done his and he is really a wealth of knowledge. He is a perfect example of old school meeting new school. He's still got that work ethic. He's still a New York kid, you know, and at, you know, at heart, Quincy Faison. Oh, yeah, name drop. There you go. <laughs> Quincy Faison here this morning. You never know who's going to show up here, man. There's Great a- morning to you, Quincy. Todd, Todd, Todd. Yeah. What's that shit? So now we just need Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd. Yeah, good stuff. So I'm really glad that Sean is here, Sean Flood. Yesterday was the uh, first or inaugural meeting of EFO Ventures, which I am super, super proud to be on the board of advisors there. We had a great kickoff. We're already in gear. We got a bunch of intros coming his way. So the takeaway here is number one is when we introduced ourselves around, there were like nine people in the, on the call. I went first and I said, well, you know, people wanted to know how you know Sean or David, the two partners. And I go, I know Sean because he got Jake when he was nine years old into a bar in Tallahassee. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> get much better than that. And so, uh, you know, lifelong, lifelong friends, Great to be doing business again, and he is one smart dude, Mark. Let me tell you something. He was, you know, just spewing stuff, and I was like, proud of my boy. Way to go, Sean. In Ireland, yeah. in Ireland. So no doubt, I've enjoyed all of my time with Sean. And good morning to Sean Flynn this morning. Another Sean who I uh, haven't seen in a long time or heard from in a long time. Great to have you here this morning in the Noodleberg Daily Huddle, and a special shout out to Donna Goldfarb because she sent us a video yesterday that it's not Vidyard, but she gets an A++++ for trying and the effort and the execution. She did a great job in her huddle shirt with her on the ball mug, just awesome representing the swag and uh, appreciate the sentiment and the note. Thank you, Donna, for that message. And without any further ado, it is time to wake up. Let's get to the music. 
Jake throws out both of you wearing white. Um, I, is yours white? It actually looks I mean, blue. It's blue. It's blue. Yeah. So, yeah, Jake, fuck off, basically. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Pay attention to shit that matters, will you, man? <laughs> <laughs> but he says, what's the occasion today? And there is an occasion today. Yeah. We there are headed a- to lunch with the Dykes. We've got meetings out and about in Fort Lauderdale. I'll be down in Aventura having coffee, with a, a, a in-person coffee with a CEO of a seat cover company down there. So uh, we're out okay. today. That's why we're well, Not only are we out, the end of the day, we have boys night at the Noodleberg house. We're grilling and chilling. And, we are uh, by the pool with a cocktail and the grill hot. There's gonna be steaks and corn and all kinds of good stuff going on the grill. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have a great night tonight. And then I get to pick up Gabby at nine o'clock because she comes back from her work trip. Beautiful thing, man. Beautiful, beautiful thing. That it is. So without any further ado, today in history, The Sopranos ended their run on TV. And uh, I don't know if you, you know, I know you were a Sopranos fan. I know I was a Sopranos fan. It was on for so long and there were so many things that came out of it. But I thought there was a lot of great lessons. And there's a little video that I want to show about some of The Sopranos lessons that came out of the show. Do you think he'll go to hell? No. He's not the type that deserves help. What about you? What? No. For the same reasons. We're soldiers. Soldiers don't go to hell. It's war. Soldiers, they kill other soldiers. We're in a situation where everybody involved knows the stakes. And if you're going to accept those stakes, you got to do certain things. Soldiers. I hate to do it, Artie, but I think I'm gonna pass. Sorry. Why not? Because if you don't pay me back, I ain't gonna be able to hurt you. You know, I put food on the table. My father was in it. My uncle was in it. Maybe I was too lazy to think for myself. Considered myself a rebel. Maybe being a rebel in my family would have been selling patio furniture on Room 22. I'm like King Midas in reverse here. Everything I touch turns to shit. I'm not a husband to my wife. I'm not a father to my kids. I'm not a friend to my friends. I'm nothing. All right, you know why we're here. So if you have any doubts or reservations, now is the time to say so. No one will think any less of you. Because once you enter this family, there's no getting out. This family comes before everything else. Everything. Everything. So, <laughs> so I, wanna, I wanna go all the way to the beginning because there's so many great lessons in there. But when I, he talks I, about- way, yeah, go ahead. You have a whole show we could spend the whole time just talking about those five things because thousand, it's that real and that strong. A thousand percent. But when he talks about, you know, 
being a soldier and when you're a soldier, you do certain things, you sign up for it, you know it, it's a part of it. You got to do certain things that in that context is bad, right? Like talking about killing people and stealing and, but when you apply it to any business that you're in, you know, the work that needs to be done, you signed up for that work. You have to show up to it's your responsibility, individual responsibility to do it. I wrote down, know the stakes. We yeah. all know the stakes going in, right? Any entrepreneur will tell you they know the stakes. You got to do shit. You got to give up shit. You, you got to get to, if you have the passion to get to that place, you know what the stakes are, you know? And I, I've said to people all along, you can have anything you want if you know what you're willing to give up. And in that, you know, in that case, you're right. You're willing to give up your moral integrity because you got to live with yourself knowing that you did that. That you, you made those that. choices and do those things. You don't and, have to do that in business, but you got to make some serious choices. And the end of it, right, when he talks about getting into the family, look, nobody's going to look differently upon you if you decide not to get in because once, you are, once you're in, you're mm -hmm. not getting out, right? Like that commitment and the I'm willing to empty the tank. We've talked about grit before, right? And to me, the real meaning of grit is the willingness to commit fully to something, knowing that in, in, in the Sopranos case, you may die, you may go to jail, you could lose everything, right? I know what the stakes are. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be a part of this cause, to be a part. And like, look yourself in the mirror and on a daily basis, are you making that commitment to do those things? Because you know what the stakes are, but are you cheating yourself and your company? I have always said that when you spot somebody and you know when they have the edge, you can call it anything you want, mojo, whatever. When they have the edge, you know, when you watch the show, those guys were always on the edge. They were always looking out. They always, you know, there was always something. There was always a game, a, a thing. Anxiety. Constant a anxiety. Constant, you know, but that edge is what makes you great. That's what sharpens you. That's what keeps you focused. And so, you know, I just watching that and Sean said, you know, gives him goosebumps. Same for me. I mean, that may kick me to start watching that again because it was so good. And I, here's why. Because it was so believable. It, you yeah. You knew that that you felt like, yeah, you felt like it was real. You felt like it was happening. Like you could look at your neighborhood and be like, Tony could be living like three houses down from me. Like, and he did. There was, you know, <laughs> you know like, what the hell does that guy do, man? You know, it was like, you know, but, you know, the whole thing is he was also very genuine and very authentic and very vulnerable. Well, that scene where he says, I'm not a husband to my wife. I'm not a father to my kids. I'm not a friend to my friends. I'm nothing. Jay, give me a bang. Give me a bang. Pulls up three-pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good! And that's him. That's him taking the time to look in into himself. Look at and take a bird's eye view of his own life, which most people don't do. Most people will just justify and validate and and call and and come up with reasons on why they do everything not taking an honest look at what's happening and give it and, and and say hey this is where i'm at good bad ugly this is what's happening right now so i'm really thrilled that you sort of pivoted and went that way because first of all shout out to you um you just got an opportunity to jump into one of my client relationships Everybody knows I've been working with Harity and Harity. 
I adore these people. We're involved in their um, lawyers race, virtual race this weekend. So if you've not signed up, please do. We've just made a sizable donation there. But you are now going to start work doing some leadership work there. And in our leadership curriculum, I've pointed out the number one skill set is self-awareness. Know who the fuck you are. Know where you live in the world because there are so many leaders who are just lost. They just think that there's something that they're really not. And I think that's tragic. You know, you go back to the emperor has no clothes. It's happening all over the place, man. Check your clothes. Check what you're good at. Check where you need to grow. Check where you can be vulnerable. So that scene just drills it, you know. A thousand percent. And that and that comes with that expectation or perception of what a title does or what money does or what a car does. When you strip everything away, you're still you. And everybody in a leadership role, everybody who's following a leader knows it. You may not know it because you want to believe in the perception of everything else that's happening, but everybody else sees it. So if you want to be a great leader, the only way to get those people to follow is to see through their lens and understand what they see and what they hear. So great conversation. I am going to spoil it for anybody who's not a supporter. I want to finish it up. Finish it up with one thing. So um, if anybody um, has not seen Mel Robbins um, or followed Mel Robbins, she's awesome. She dropped some leadership stuff yesterday. Find it, own it, review it. It was awesome. And it's all right on point here. And I had my one-on-one with Joe yesterday, and I want to talk a little bit about what we talked about because we talked a lot about empathy. We talked a lot about you know accountability because either one of those over-indexed is bad. If you're overly empathetic, you're soft, and you're going to have a soft culture, and you're not going to have the accountability necessary. If you're overly accountable, if you lean, if you lean hard to the accountability side, you become a dictator and nobody wants to follow a dictator. So it truly is that blend of empathy and accountability, which when we talk about extreme ownership, most people say, oh, well, extreme ownership means that the leader has to take responsibility for everything that happened, which is true. But that doesn't excuse you as the follower of your responsibility to your individual performance. You still have that responsibility and you still have to own that. So great stuff. Want to move on to the next topic. Want to get on to what else is happening. But before we do that, I'm going to spoil the end of Sopranos because today was in history was the end and we can't talk about it without seeing the final scene. So that it fades to black there and it just becomes black. And Randy asked the question, 
best or worst ending ever. I think it's the best ending in the history of shows. Home run. Yeah, home run. Let your imagination do the work, man. And and the, the cinematography of the music being very loud, the choice of the song, Don't Stop Believing, and all of the things happening at the same time. Sketchy guy walks into the bathroom. You got the black gang walking out and being in there. And she's running in to see what's about to happen. And you don't know what happens. She might just show up and they might eat, you know, they might eat onion rings and be done. Or somebody might come running out of the bathroom and it might be into the Tony Soprano. So I loved what they did with it. That was set up by the bathroom scene in Godfather. So Correct. everybody was in that head like going, oh, the gun's Uh-oh. probably up in the tank. <laughs> He's pulling it down. You know, so, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing how history leaves clues. But to your point, people were so invested in those characters, so invested in who they were, what they were, that, you know, if they had played it out for you, what do you think, Kai? <laughs> yeah. You want to say hi? Say hi to everybody. Hi. Say good morning. Good morning. Say go so huddle. Say on the ball. <laughs> awesome. Um, yes, great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. And I think, you know, a lot of what we've talked about are hard lessons. And the next kind of phase, next thing I want to talk about, it's going to take us to our morning motivational music. And it comes from Seth Godin. Seth Godin put out a great newsletter the other day about hard lessons. And he talked about the lessons that you really remember. That's how we learn most of the foundational things that we know, remember, and care about. Not through exposure, but through effort and failure. That's why tests aren't nearly as useful as projects. Just about anything worth learning is worth learning the hard way. And I had this conversation with with Joe yesterday as well, where I didn't become good at scheming football or seeing things in football until I had watched hours and hours and hours of film. Those were hard lessons. Those were late nights, those were early mornings, there was no sleep, no shave. It was all putting in the work. So hard lessons are where things are learned and it just is what it is, which is gonna lead us to the morning motivational music. Yeah, baby. Sleeps in the citadel with a ghost in the ancient stone. High on the parapet, a Scottish piper stands alone. High on the wind, the Highland runs me to the road. Something from the past just comes and stares into my soul. Cold on a toll gate with a Caledonian road. Cold on a toll gate, God knows what I can do. Can I yeah, absolutely. 
all, it makes me very proud that you picked that music because well, I, I got to give credit to Jake. Well, <laughs> like, but both of you, I yeah. turned you on to that. For those that don't know, who thousand that percent. Is, you know that is you know the Mark Knopfler was the lead. He started and founder of Dire Straits. Right, right. His solo stuff. I it's have great. So good. Yeah. This stuff is so so. It is not Dire Straits, Jeff. It's after. It, it is after, and he does some collaborations with Sting and James Taylor. He is unbelievable. Maybe one of the greatest guitars um, soloists of all. And that song, you know, is one of my favorite songs. So, thousand percent. And so, I'm, there's a bunch of content we could talk about about this. I had some great videos from Kobe and from John Legend talking about learning lessons the hard way, but I'm not going to get to it because I want to wrap up the show and I want to end it on uh, on a couple notes. But we've talked a lot about family. Jake was in the car with me on Tuesday on the way up to go get Kai, and we were listening to like the 90s pop station on Sirius, and he was absolutely crushing the knowledge of Melissa Etheridge and Soundgarden and like music that he has no business knowing. Right. He's so well-rounded. He does an unbelievable job. And I would put his, his pop culture knowledge of music and movies and shows against any 23 year old in the country, hands down. And I'm just loving on family right now for a minute. So, so let me ask you a question. Why do you think that is? Because we've always hung out with him. We, you, you exposed me. Yeah. You exposed him. I exposed him. We've kind of we've and built a culture. It's something we share. Yes, you know, we've built that. And so when you're looking at your own, you know, economies, or you're looking at your own cultures, or you're looking at your own company, what do you share? What is the you know the music? And the movies and were such a driver for us. That invoke feelings. They invoke feelings. They teach lessons. Right. They start conversations. And it's a great way. And that's what, you know, I, I constantly talk about this with the leaders. And we we're talking about leadership training is what do you share with that person that you're coaching and developing that isn't about work? Like you want to coach somebody. You want to develop somebody. But you don't know shit about them. They don't think you care about them. How could you? Ever, how could they ever think you care about them if you're not sharing anything, <laughs> Jake? I was terrified of Pulp Fiction at 13, but so guess what? So was I at 45. You know? I'm I'm wrapping the whole show up into one kind of one statement, and it is what it is. It takes what it takes. Nick Saban talks about that all the time, and you know what the stakes are. If you're comfortable being where you are getting what's handed to you or what shows up at the door and living your life that way, there's nothing wrong with that. But do not bitch and complain about wanting the next thing or wanting to take the next step or be at the next level if you're not willing to commit to all of the things that are necessary and the stakes that are there. Because once you commit to that, once you commit to that mindset and you commit to wanting that thing, there's no going back. So you have to commit to it. I think you're right. And I think it's important to point out that when you create those commonalities, they live when you're not face to face. So like if you hear a song or Jake hears a song, you think of, you know, if I say Doobie Brothers to you, you can think of a half a dozen of countless memories of us sharing. Right. So that's how you build deep DNA that connects you in a way that is, 
you know, I think it's the fruit and the riches of life. And so great job today, dude. Great. Get after it. Have a fantastic Thursday. Listen to some music. Share some commonalities with some people. Commit to knowing what the stakes are and go get it. Watch The Sopranos. Have a fantastic Thursday. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a